0: to another episode of our footy fantasy pod. Uh, This weekend is FA Cup weekend. Uh, Before I jump right in and before I introduce all the guests and participants, if you're watching this, please, 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 the way you can support us, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button and all our other social media addresses will be at the end of the pod. Um, If you like podcasts, any of the podcasts you follow, if it allows you to provide a rating, please leave a five-star rating for us. Follow and share. That's the way we can grow our pod. Uh, let me introduce the f- a new guest on, uh, Peter. He has the Inverted Wingback podcast. Uh, Peter, if you have a YouTube channel, send it to me. I'll, I'll plug it in the link or description. All right. Thanks for joining us, Peter. I,
1: thank you very much. I'm, I'm, oh, no, I'm excited to be here. One of okay. my favorite podcasts. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. No problem. Uh, like I said, follow him. He has the Inverted Wingback podcast. I think he's on... Podcast apps. I'll I'll plug the link in the description when the video is out. Um, right. Our team member, our Liverpool breeder in Ireland, um, is here. Hola, how are you doing, sir? Not bad. Happy Sunday. Um, oh, sorry. Well, it's probably it's not so happy for you, but
2: yeah. Anyway.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The shots are already coming. I expect this. It's getting the shots in early. For, yeah, Liverpool three wins out of four. You guys are on a roll, right? Finally, won <laughs> three games. You know, three out of four games. <laughs> now you can <laughs> probably make... Champ- how, does, how
2: does it feel to be in the Champions League quarterfinals? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I thought you were in the Champions
0: League. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. That's our okay. conference, so it's looking up. You know? That's kind of <laughs> your level right now. <laughs> you know? Uh, okay, today we we'll look at Africa. Cup weekend. We'll look at the Everton City game. Uh, talk about the United-Leicester game that just ended. Yeah. we we'll Touch briefly on Chelsea game. Um, I, I watched that one, so I, I can talk about that. Then we'll just talk about the international break, you know, something just deviate a little bit. And why should players be flying? Should football continue? There are different dividing opinions about this. If football should be continuing international football- Traveling around. And all yeah. of that. So we'll, ta- we'll touch about that. So let's give the honor to our guests to first kick off today's pod. And let's start with the, the freshest one that just happened. I'm, I'm sure that's the one that's going to be, that's maybe the surprising result of the weekend. Maybe, because you think United, we should be beating Leicester. We have a better squad than them. So, uh, tell us, what what are your thoughts, Peter?
1: So, what are my thoughts? I don't know. Um, For starters, I don't know if we genuinely have a better squad than the Leicester squad. Because, so maybe individual players, yes. But in terms of squad construction, in terms of cohesiveness, in terms of a clear plan, I don't think so. I feel like the one thing that has probably stood in the way of Brendan Rodgers for years has always been the ability, pretty much what only Gunnar Solskjaer does, the ability to get to a certain, um, to go a certain distance in the race or not be able to basically be a killer, be a closer, right? But um, I guess with learn, like with time he's been able to learn how to adjust himself, you know, like, okay, I can tweak this, I can fine tune this, I can get these performances out of this player or that player. I mean, we wrote, a bunch of people wrote Vardy off at a point in time Vardy has started playing quite a different way. Where he's drawing defenders away, you know, and creating chances for teammates. Kelechi, here sure. natural the one guy we all thought, you know what, this was actually the flashiest flash of pans. I mean, in the pan. Look at him today. Um, I think it's about he's scored in four or five consecutive games, averaging two or three goals per, per, per game now, right? Um, yeah. and it's not even a bunch of goals that are happenstance; it's a bunch of goals that have a clear plan to them. Now. You asked me the question, and I started responding from the reverse. We've talked about Leicester. Let's talk about Manchester United. I was watching the game, and I just chuckled because it was one of those games that always seemed to prove how I feel about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Is there progress? There's been progress. Yes, United finished outside the top. I mean, United finished in the top three last season, but I, I, I think about at this point in the season, we have 47 points right now. We have about 54, 55 points right. Um, so in terms of progress and an improvement in the league, yes. But here's the thing though, there's a bunch of different factors that have to be factored in, in terms of context. It's post-pandemic, a bunch of powerhouses are not necessarily performing the way they should perform. If you actually watch United games, you can tell that this is a football team that may not concede a lot of goals, but there isn't always a particular plan. And when I say particular plan, people have always made it look like we're asking every coach to be a Pep Guardiola or a Jurgen Club or a Eulen Nagusman, no. I mean, Burnley plays football with a plan. It may not be pretty football, but we know that the idea is, look, limit as many chances as possible for the opposition, counter-attack, dominate one chance that you get converted. What is the United plan? I want to ask what is the United plan? It showed itself today in today's game because the way the goal came was one of those, oh, Leicester let their, their, their guard down for a bit, right? But every other goal that Leicester scored, could see a clear working out like we take it to the wings we swing it into the box we try to attack through what seems to be an empty corridor of a midfield and then the in-game management um i literally tweeted and asked a bunch of questions number one what was the idea of throwing on four subs right uh because you assume if i throw (laughs) like you throw these four subs on they are going to do what wrestle the game back into control and yes as usual for five, 10 minutes, momentum shifted in United's favor. And as usual, nobody scored. None of those chances were taken. But skip on that and think about how, when you need stability in midfield, when you need power in midfield, you are taking Pogba off, you're taking Van der Beek off, and what was left was the infamous Marfred duo.
0: Who? Freddie Mac insurance company, that's what some <laughs> people call it. <laughs> fantastic, Freddie Mac, I love that. In America, it's Freddie Mac, America. that's why it's oh, very funny. Fantastic. So that's
1: even, that's even a better nickname. But let's be honest, like I always ask people, if United is supposedly a top tier club, right? Do you think Fred or McTominay would start for Leicester City? No chance of it. I don't think so. Tillemans turned United down to go to Leicester City. Let's turn away from Leicester. If we ask ourselves the honest truth, the clubs we call the biggest clubs in the world, how many of our players will walk into those teams or have a space in that sport, in their squads? Not Bayern Munich, Probably not Real, not not probably, not Real Madrid, not Barcelona, not Manchester City, I dare say not even Chelsea, right? So it's it's one of those, Ole has done his best with, let's be honest, he's done a pretty good job. Like the way the season began, you'd have assumed, oh, oh this is a team in free fall. So he's done a pretty decent job. But like I always like to say, there's a huge gap and he's not the man. And he showed it today, England management is poor, set play designs, your squad planning, it has it leaves a whole lot to, to be desired, right? Um, right now, there yeah, are a bunch of comments is made that just make you know, look, it's almost as they say on Twitter, vibes. You say that trophies are not exactly a, a, a mark of progress, fine, let's look across and think about Arsenal. Arsenal is not necessarily, I mean, we laugh at them, they're the stock of England to a large extent, I mean, amongst the top six, right? But, they can point and say, Look, we won a trophy in X amount of games or in X amount of time, and we're working through our issues currently. Yes, our defense is not there. We can't score a goal to save ourselves, injury records, blah, blah, blah. But well, you can actually watch their football games and figure out, oh, this is what the plan is for the execution to pure. Again, what is the United plan? What is the United plan? If we're being serious, people will say, Oh, we're trying to go back to the. But that's, it just feels like escapism, like, you know, we. We're not being realistic about where football has gone, yep. and the resources available at United right now. So, in a nutshell, um, not surprised that we lost to Leicester City. Good luck to them um, regarding the. I mean, it's, they're going on to meet Southampton. The love of God. It's it's almost as if whenever it's really really important, Ole and his boys drop the the gun. Like I mean, they drop the ball. They fumble the ball badly. So, I guess again. I'm going to repeat my question. What is the United plan? Until we can answer that question, it's just going to be, um, you know, pyrrhic victories and flattering to deceive. We make two steps forward and then six steps backwards. That's what it's going to be. We'll just be floating, essentially,
0: with, like, vibes, like I said. <laughs> just vibes, vibes. Perfect. Yes. You know, you've, you've hit almost all the points I want to talk about. The only one thing I'm going to answer is the plan. This is, this is always plan. He said, it. This, is not my, this is not my opinion. These things he said himself, right? He said it himself. Yeah. On, he said it to like multiple journalists. One of them I, I follow a lot, Karl Anker of The Athletic. Karl I remember, yeah. All his plan is to drop a basic plan, put his best players or put players in a position where they can thrive and they can flourish. And they walk the spaces by themselves. It's, it's not it's not a bad plan, right? Because I believe in football. It's a bad plan, yeah. there, are many, there are many ways to skin the cat. That's fine. True, I'll tell you what the true. problem is. The problem with that is it, it requires for you to get to the, the glory land. Like I keep telling you, what is what is the end goal for Manchester United? Get back to winning EPL and Champions League. That's a club of our size, our money, our statue. That's what we should be winning. The problem, yeah. in my opinion, that's fact. Now let's go to opinion. In my opinion, that type of plan requires close to world-class resources in, I would say, 80% of, of the position. We don't have that. We don't have those resources. Sure. We pretend like you do have those resources, we don't have that resources. And we are not willing, the owners are not willing to spend. So what do you do in that position? You get a manager, now let's go to the other plan. Most of the successful managers in current football right now, that won the big trophies, the Pep Guardiola, the Jogging Clubs, you know, even Tricia, who has not won the big trophy, but at least there's one, you got to final, one Ligon. All the best managers, written by everybody. Their plan relates to space. How you progress the ball in relation to space. space. And that exactly. maximizes, that brings more consistency. Now, opinion, just my opinion. It brings more consistency when you do that. And it is more, more reliable. That, those type of plan is more reliable because there's a lot yeah. of muscle memory that's involved. Players can you know, instinctively figure things out because they've worked on so many drills. And they,
1: they recognize, oh, this is a scenario that we worked on in training. or Correct. In this, particular based on space, space. this is what I should do.
0: Exactly, yes. yeah. And you I can agree. keep the ball more in that in that type of plan, and that for True. me, where the fundamental problem lies, right? I always tell people it doesn't mean social is a terrible manager. Funny enough, case no. in point: Arsene Wenger. A lot of people think he, he was Asenwenga wasn't a system guy. Asen Wenger was more about letting players thrive, express themselves. Terms, yeah, before. that's so. It's kind of what Arsene Wenger did. The difference is Arsenal, right, from the academy up on until they did. They targeted gifted yeah, really players. Yeah. players, and all yeah. of them had been playing that way. So it was easier yeah. for Asen Wenger to target players because he had total control. So for me, I think that's the major problem. That's basic plan. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to dwell too much on social. I just feel like he's done a good job. I just feel like the bottom line falls on leadership. Like right? leadership determines everything. If leaders want to win, they drive everything from the top. Our owners don't want to win, but they make our fans believe they want to win, and people jump on it. So that's why I don't criticize him as much. And in this game, everything you said, I agree with 100%. The game management, I didn't think it was good enough. But uh, I want to shift lanes a little bit and let Ola chime in here because he, he was their former manager. Ola, question I have for you is, do you think Brendan Rodgers now has is now ready to make a step up? You know, Do you think he's gotten to that point? Because I've been monitoring his progress for a while. Well, his progress for a while, and that's why I have that question. What, do you, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I, I'm, I'm sure you remember there was one of our previous podcasts that I was telling you that I, I was never among Liverpool fans who used to condemn Rodgers. Th- there, was, there was the impression that, oh, that that season that Liverpool almost won the league, yeah. it was because uh, Suarez was on fire. It was Suarez, it was not with Rogers. And there are still Liverpool fans up to today who still um, write off Rogers based on okay. that. I've never been among them because... I know that season, if people actually sat down well and saw how just tweaked things that season, he went to a 4-4-2 Diamond to get the best out of Storage and Suarez. People, the, the Liverpool fans who condemn him ignore that. They, they ignore the fact that he actually did things to get the best out of the team. And we were just unlucky. We were just unlucky. Gerard slipped and he just went. So I've always rated him. I've always rated him. Even last season, when people started... Um, criticising him and saying, oh, Leicester blew the top four spots. That is the bottler.
0: Yeah, I remember
2: that. Yeah, he I, I bottled it. They were they were mitigating circumstances. Now, okay, maybe he could have done better. I'm going to approach it from two ways. Last season, they got it by injuries. And I remember I used to always bring up that issue that injuries are a, are a problem because even with my United, when I know when... Sometimes you're criticizing soldiers and say, Oh, maybe they now have a pattern of play. I was saying you guys had some of your key players injured at that point, too. Yep. So, injuries do matter, and Leicester suffered a lot of injuries towards the end of last season. Yeah, true. But Rogers also could have handled it better because I think last season he didn't trust Inacho enough. enough because yeah. Vardy had gone off boil. Vavani, yes. Vardy's goals are dried up, and Rogers yeah. did not trust Kelechi enough. And this that's the difference this season. This season. When there are injuries, it's because if I had injuries, I think after Liverpool, Leicester have suffered like the most injuries. That's true. So, but this season, Rogers has handled it better because yeah. he has trusted the squad more and he has got I his spread best responsibilities. So, yeah. for me, in answer to your question, I think, I think he has always been at a high level. I just think he has been unlucky. It has not been about bottling. It has been that like maybe circumstances conspire against him or... Maybe he himself took some decisions that didn't advance um, his course well enough. Not all managers are going to be perfect, and he's still a young enough manager. I think he's still in his forties. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm happy for them. I'm, to be honest, I think they, I, I hope they make top four because they deserve it. I, I, if Liverpool don't make top four, I want Leicester to take our place. I, I don't want, I don't want any other team, <laughs> other Leicester, because everything <laughs> Not Everton, not West Ham, not Spurs, not all Villa. It has to be Leicester. Leicester deserve it because they, they've, like um, Peter was saying, like they, Leicester have had a clear game, game plan. Okay. They've had clear strategy, the way they're buying their players. So, and the coach yeah. himself has also maximized his resources. It's not like they have hundreds and hundreds of videos to spend, but he has maximized his resources. And this season, compared to last season, he has learned maybe from his errors that maybe he should trust his core players more. So yeah. I, I like him. I like Rodgers. I've, ne- I've never been, of course, there'll be some times when I troll him, but I always respected him as a coach. I've always respected him as a coach. And I, I believe he's going in the right direction now.
0: Okay. 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 Good Good point. Good point. Any uh, thoughts about social final, final thoughts so we can move to Everton Man City game? Um, <laughs> for me, well,
2: to be fair, you've given him credit because yeah, that, was was that was the issue. That was the issue. I had last season when it seemed like people were just condemning him, con- condemning him,
0: Correct. condemning
2: social. It's like they never wanted to give him credit for what he achieved. Even up to now, there are still some people who never want to give him credit. They'll say it's inshallah Absolutely.
0: football,
2: yeah. inshallah football, that like yeah. doesn't deserve credit. It's just inshallah, it's God that's doing it for him. <laughs> for me, that guy deserves some credit. Yeah, it's true. You guys can do better. And I've always said it. It's true. Yes, there are better managers out there, but I believe he deserves credit and you have given him that credit. Yeah. But today... Um, like Peter was saying, the four subs thing just seemed like panic stations. It just seemed like, oh, we're too under, let's just throw four subs on. It's oh, felt like yeah. panicking. It didn't seem like there was a clear pan. Okay, and it's worked for like 10 minutes. There was momentum. But I just think I think that was when the game was lost. I think he could have thought through those substitutions better today. Because um, if the game was still there, Leicester, it's not like Leicester are very solid. They're not very solid. They they, they're they're not. they, they are liable to concede goals too. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like it, it didn't, it didn't. It, it didn't do well to get United back in the game. So I think overall, he has done a good job. Of course, you guys can do better. You can get a better manager. But I just don't think he's as bad as some people. Up to now, I, I assume no many people just think he's a PE teacher. I just think that's derogatory. Yeah. I calling somebody like that a PE teacher. Come on. That's, that's just too far. That's it's, too far, it's, in my opinion. Well. Just,
1: well.
0: I, I think it's, it's just one of those things where people are more... People, people are more interested in their opinions of being right than just being, in you know, objective. Yeah. A, lot of, a, lot, a lot of football chats is like that now, right? Which which, yeah. which is funny. You know? I've always said, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good EPL competent coach. I've always said this, consistent, well, especially from the, after we got top four. Before then, I was very, very doubtful he was a good coach. But when we got top four, I was, okay, he's a good EPL coach. He has proved it and he's proven it this season. The problem mm-hmm. is, I keep telling everybody, I will keep saying this to everybody that wants to hear the job at Manchester United requires a great coach and it also requires better structure above that coach. So that's why I'm not just thinking if you get a great coach, it's going to work automatically. We need a clearer plan from, from the top. Let's yeah. let's let's switch. Stay with you, Ola, your favorite neighbors, Everton and Man City. I saw you celebrating yesterday. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't celebrating, I was just giving a public service
2: announcement because it is 26 years <laughs> since Everton won the trophy, and they, they might be going about putting out a DVD because they beat us at Hamfield this season. Let them celebrate that. They've, <laughs> not won, they've not won a trophy since 1995. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know that Trent Alexander-Arnold was born in that period? <laughs> no, played in the academy, won a league with Liverpool, won the Champions League with Liverpool, won <laughs> the Club World championship, and Everton still haven't won a trophy in that period. That shows how terrible they are. And mm. they deserve to go out yesterday. They played terribly against City. They were just waiting and thinking they would sneak one goal and City just battered them in the last few minutes. I, I wasn't, it wasn't that like I was exactly happy that they went out. It's just, I just expected it. So I was not surprised. It's Everton. They don't win trophies anymore.
0: Yeah. Tell, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I, um, it's Everton. It's Everton. Bitter. They don't deserve much of our time, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my
1: God. <laughs> so... so. So this is one of my favorite things to do. I like to watch Liverpool fans speak about um, Everton, mostly because there's a passion that comes out that is often missing when it's time to speak about, oh, there have been a few gaps, or do you really think that, um, can you justify Jordan Henderson winning player of the year last season, for example? And then they are like, hey, hey, that's not the conversation we should be having and all that. But having said all of that, to be honest with you, I watched the game yesterday and I chuckled because I really, really like Ancelotti. And the reason I like him is he's one of the most realistic individuals alive. He seems to know these are my limits. These are the resources available to me. So this is what I'm going to do. It's not always going to work. Like yesterday, the plan was pretty clear. So much so that Guardiola even had some glowing remarks. He said, look, this guy's defended incredibly aggressively, right? Because it was clear the plan was sit, congested central areas, try and defend as much as possible. If we do get a chance to spring away and score one goal on the counter attack, so be it. And at the same time, um, you could see that City finally are getting back to that place where, you know, for a while, I don't know if you remember, there was a game against, I think, West Ham or so, where there was a slight, they won the game. But if you watch the game, you see just a little bit of complacency where it seemed like, you know what, we're going to figure out how to win this game. So it doesn't matter. But they're getting to that place where they know how to, they seem to know how to buy their time, right? And then apply the pressure and turn the screw a a bit. And robotic to be football, I call it robotic football. exactly, robotic exactly. Football. <laughs> they're robots. And what tends to happen to them is one of the things, and I, I didn't know this till I, I, I didn't pay attention to it as much till the game against United. They're not really good at being in losing positions, right? When you hit them and then they have to come back. That thing of like you know, there was a period where Liverpool was like Thanos, inevitable last season. It's fine, they've considered a goal. Um, I think in a, few club, a few clubs have been like that. Madrid, um, in the midst of that whole Ancelotti, Zidane era. Uh, Bayern like that now? Exactly. Bayern Munich right now. Um, Wenger's Arsenal during that Invisibles run. There's this thing that City don't seem to have yet, the ability to look, come back from
2: the adversity.
1: The, exactly.
2: The, the statistics actually back that up. They, they don't start, do you yeah. understand? The they don't do work.
1: Yeah. They don't do they don't well. Do work.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. However, uh, it was good to see that one of the things that PEP has always been able to employ, uh, and again, it's one of the things that any good manager should learn how to do. Sometimes the sterlings of this world, sometimes the agorias of this world will not be able to come through for you. This is the time to teach the Gondogans, the, the Phil Fodins, the Mahrez's of this world to step up. And that's what happened yesterday. You could see that there was a varied like, and it's one of those things that even Leicester City is doing. Responsibility is well weighted around the team. So Cancelo can be the problem. You think you want to mark out Cancelo, that's fine. Um he's going to cede responsibility to someone like Gundogan.
2: Or that's Chidi. how their goal came. Sorry to butt in. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, that, no, you're like, right. Towards the end. Towards the end, their center back yeah. started stepping up into midfield. Laporte, yeah, exactly. that, that I first push goal. It. I push that it. first yes. goal, yeah. So when they were saying, okay, you're blocking off all the avenues, started giving them back to the centre-backs. The centre-backs started going 30 yards, 40 yards forward.
1: Forward. And you could
2: see that, oh, wow.
1: And again, so sorry to go back to my United. One of those things where I say, if I wanted to get, I watch United games and I feel like, look, put somebody that's going to hassle Fred consistently. Yep. Right? And you're good. Or if you can, do that cynical thing, tying someone to, um, what's the name? Tying somebody to Bruno you know, Fernandes. You know that thing um, Jose does where he decides, you know what, yeah, your responsibility today is to be married to Messi on the pitch or Herrera just find Hazard and, and so be with him. Leipzig did it to a second leg. Did it to a second Jordan. leg? And that's it. Meanwhile, a good football team, you try to, like look at Liverpool. The Liverpool, when they reached Super Saiyan mode on the club, the idea was clear. You say you want to mark out one of the midfielders, that's your loss. As long as Pep is not overthinking as we say, right? As long as he decides, look, the most obvious solution like a lot of major measures right now it's simple oh every other avenue is choked up i don't think they can account for the defenders right so let the defenders push forward and it was a good game i'm really interested i think i'm more interested in finding out who actually gets to win be difficult this season because they have their this whole quadruple thing going on right now right which is we see we hear about this almost every other season now oh how many trophies is this team going to win and then everybody talks about it. But actually, I feel like the contenders who are left in the FA Cup right now are quite, um, um, like we should actually be looking at them and be wondering. Hmm. It's good, it's an interesting field of, of, of,
0: of opponents. Ability. It is, it is. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you've said everything. I'll just say quickly about um, City. My my only thoughts about them are, I, I think everything you said are 100% correct. The fact that I said they, they struggle to come back to win games. I think the tweak they made halfway through the season, where they make their push their fullbacks into uh, into midfield to stop counter- properly this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. the wingers they don't press as high anymore has helped them, and that's yeah. why they thrive more. Okay, we're going to go ahead, but we're going to make sure we don't concede first because we know we can score, but we don't we want to score, score yeah. our whether it's game plan mentality of our players by having yeah. them from behind and they have to rush things. I want them to be patient. I yeah. think if I'm Pep Guardiola. I think for the high leverage games, which are about to face now, right, semi-final, yeah. FA Cup, Champions League, with Dortmund, maybe not also with Dortmund, but when they get to like Bayern, the Bayern, Bayern Munich, yes, yeah. I, I'm playing what um, this guy has already said. Pepe has always wanted to do uh, Ateta, which is very simple, false nine. They look so much better when they don't have Aguero yeah, or a yes. um, Jesus a striker. That's, they look so much better. They look so much secure and they look so much dangerous. There's too much people I to agree. pick up. If I'm him, that's what I'm sticking with, those high-leverage games. I know the other league games, you can play those guys, you know, just for give them confidence. Aguero is, they are facing him out. Jesus. But those high-leverage games, that's what I'm doing, if I'm him. Because that when they play I those, the, that first nine, they look inevitable. They always, yes. look, kind of always look inevitable. Yeah. Uh Let me jump to Chelsea quickly before we go to her. um all right. Chelsea and Sheffield. I think for me, I watched the game this morning. I think the underlying, you know, I saw about that game was, Tuchel is doing an audit of his squad. He's doing an audit of uh, who are the players going forward that are going to be my players next season. And at the same time, while doing an audit, he also has to get results, which you know he understands that perfectly. So I think that's very impressive about Tuchel. Um, I think today's game made too many changes. You know, I had to do his audits, which is continuing. They had lacked so much reading. You know, they didn't play really well today. And he, I'm sure he knows that Sheffield, obviously, were motivated. This is the only thing they had to play for there. I mean, they they, they are going down, so they threw everything at Chelsea. So I felt like there was some complacency in the lineup and the way the players approached it. That's one for sure. Number two, I also think ongoing for Tuchel, one thing you're going to have to need to figure out is the final third. You know, decision making for yeah players. True. Eventually, I know he's going to do squad construction to take, take care of part of that. I know they're going for Haaland. I'm hearing that they're going for Haaland too. we take a part of that. But just eventually, he's going to need to figure out the final third, which I think is affected by this back three he's playing. I get why he's playing back three. He needs defensive solidity. Solidity, yeah. He knows he doesn't have volume goal scorers. He doesn't have, right now, Tim Warren is supposed to be the guy that gives 25 goals. He doesn't have any volume goal scorers. So it's okay. You know what? I don't have volume goal scorers, so I'm going to win games by controlling games, keeping possession, and make sure we don't concede because I have players that can nick in here and there. He doesn't have volume mm-hmm. goal scorer, He knows that. So that's the one thing that is going to determine if next season they will try to challenge us. I think for FA Cup, I think that game is really close, man. It's going to be really tight against City. I've not seen them go against City yet on that Tuchel, but I'm very interested to see how that pans out. I'm very, very interested because I think Tuchel is a very, very, very good coach who got a lot of stick unnecessarily for, from weird reason. I, I don't understand that because he got sacked. This idea that when the coach gets yeah. sacked, it means that the coach is bad or just terrible. It's, it's very weird to me. I, I never get that. As well with his body of work. <laughs> he, yeah. he has a very good body of work in my opinion. So
1: I think it's one of those, uh, it's one of the problems with England. Yeah, we have oh, 10 oh.
0: minutes left. Okay, go
1: ahead. Okay, let me just quickly. I'll, yes. I'll say this as quickly as possible. So, people who watch a lot of football or support an English club are often guilty of not watching any football outside of England. That's so true. they have no idea what is going it's a big on. Problem. I mean, it's yes, a big problem. Yes, it's problem. Tr- like Tuku is literally, it's li- He's literally. They used to call him Clock Light because he followed a similar path. The only difference is he's more, he's more attuned to possession and solidity, um, a la Pep, Pep Guardiola than heavy metal, vertical football like clock, Right. That's true. There's that, but also. Let's be honest. He's considered only two or three goals since he came in. Yeah. And one of those goals, was one, two goals, yes. One of them was an own goal. The other right. one was, well, Minamino woke up, right? But they've kept clean sheets consistently. As Aspilicueta has come back into the team. Rudiger has come back into the team and is a solid team. Anybody who looks at that fellow and doesn't give him respect, it's on you. It just shows, well, I don't know what you expect, especially considering the circumstances. Yeah. I've always never rated Lampard. I always said, for example, I felt like a lot of nepotism was at play with him getting his job.
0: Absolutely. And then,
1: okay, going, going past the nepotism, his credentials are almost worse than, or even not on par with social. What is your plan? You can't organize a defense, right? Eventually, we're going to see cool sort out his, his, his striking force. And, and it's going to be obvious. Can't I explain some of the best? For, I, like, I feel like, oh, God, France is going to be a problem at the Euros because of Tukou all of a sudden, Tanti is playing his best football. So I feel like Chelsea, um, Chelsea will actually give City a good run for their money, but their rival club, and it hurts me to see them sorting out their problems one bit, very, very slow, very, very slow. Let's not lie about it. But you can actually see the progress just little bit by little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, So let's jump out. Let's talk about international break quickly. So these are my thoughts, and this is just a general ending discussion. I feel like you know I do not know what FIFA or the football authorities think that in a pandemic that's still going on, you know raging on, they still want to play all these international games. I get the reason, you know, based on they have to get it done, World Cup. But I don't understand why they are not looking at the mental, physical burden on the players. These players are tired. I am predicting that these Euros we are going to watch is going to be one. one and I don't. Want, I, I hope my prediction doesn't come to pass. I predict it's going to be one of the worst Euros ever. Because players are going to be there. There's gonna be a lot of injuries that happen towards the end of the season or beginning of the Euros, hamstrings, yeah. injuries, and players are just going to be knackered. And the smart coaches are going to realize this, and everybody's just going to play what I like to call Benitez, you know, Josie Mourinho type Yeah. Uh-huh. Like keep it tight. Let's I make a go. Keep it tight. Let's 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 make a go. That's what most of it goes. players are going to be hello knackered. So I don't understand why international ball is still going on. Just because of the compromises can it will lead to like, I think maybe not integrity. But the results of the ending crucial ending game season because they're going to there's going to be people that will get you know infections you know which games are you postponing at what points you have in their their inter- 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 a- and to postpone their games like i know it's not because the not break, but i'm just saying all this flying and some people are in the bubble some people are not in a bubble so uh, um, so i did Croatia. and one country bosnia players are saying oh why do france get the treatment of a bubble it's just i just think it does not make any sense so I think there are so many thoughts about it. but I just want to hear you guys' thoughts before we go.
2: Okay, um, I'll just break it down. Ayo and Peter, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. It's I know. all about <laughs> It's simple. Um, let's it's not talk simple, too much. Let's <laughs> nice not talk too much. It's it's money. It's money. They don't care. They don't care yeah. what uh, all the points you have raised are. your they are valid points. Injuries, fatigue, um, it, it, um, people getting COVID. Valid concerns, but they don't care. These people are all about the money. They postponed the Euro 2020 from last year to this to this year. They don't want to cancel it because money has gone in, into that competition. Sponsors have paid. They don't want to return that money. So that competition is going to go to end. What is annoying me more is that during this international break, some some players are going to play three games. Three. Yes. Three in this period. Three games. What was that stupidity? How can you play three games in it? two? Not, not my international break. They'll play two. Some will play one. Some are going to play three. And then even I, worse, I, I, guys... Sure for Long distances. Don't forget, there's Olympics this year, and for um, surprise, surprise, Egypt are calling Mohamed Salah for Olympics.
1: <laughs>
2: so, so it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it well, well, how, how do you justify? it? But at the end of the day, sorry, it's all
0: about the money. What they don't that? care. Um, Peter, quick thoughts. We're he said money.
1: He's, he said money, and I there's no there's no arguing with those with that fact, right? My issue is we're making players travel across crisscross across Europe. Yeah. In some instances across the world, right? A bunch of people are going to travel across the world. So the risk of infection is high, the risk of fatigue is high. I don't know if you've seen a bunch of reports talking about stats. You know, beginning of the season, everybody was six-one, seven this, and everybody was like, Oh, yeah. what <laughs> pandemic and all of that? Have you seen the recent running stats? Sprints yeah. are down. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a whole lot more possession in like final thirds. When I say final thirds, like home teams yeah. are holding the ball, like less sprints, more defensive football. Imagine if you now springboard that into a national form. So I'm just, I'm wondering what the plan is, right? And then let's not talk about the corruption. I I hope you have good lawyers, but let's not talk about the corruption (laughs) (laughs) across certain football organizations, right? So it's like like you said, it's money at the end of the day. You're talking about the mental state of the players, the bodies of these players, but I want you to remember something. To a lot of football administrators, nine out of 10, football is a product. Yeah. the players are also products the same way drug lords will push crap and sell it and want to get the best customers right the best buyers it's the same way with these followers whatever is required to sell the best product and get as much money as possible is what is going to be done that's the end of it
0: okay that's it that's a perfect way to you know come to the end of this for sure yeah. uh before we go quick predictions who is going to epic up winner? a quick fire prediction
2: hola um I think Chelsea might do it. You guys have spoken a lot about Thomas Tuchel, and I think he has done a fantastic job. It, it has showed how badly Lampard used that squad. because Tuchel, yeah. t- Within a few weeks, Thomas Tuchel has come in and made it well. So I'll go for Chelsea, and I'll just quickly put in my kudos of the week, because I know you usually like to have kudos ah, of the week. Kelechi, yeah. Kelechi, and Acho, kudos <laughs> of the week, because that boy... Not just for today, but even last week, he scored three yeah. goals. And yeah. he, has come, he has come to Leicester City's rescue where they needed the most because Vardy's goals have dried up, and Kelechi is the one who has fired them most likely into the Champions League, and probably will get them to the final also. So kudos for the week for him. And Donkey of the Week is the starboard prayer who racially abused um, the Rangers player. So um that's just my roundup for for today. Thanks. Okay.
0: Okay. Um Peter, quickly.
1: So quickly, um, whoever wins this tie between City and Chelsea, that's, thats I'm not sure who's going to win. Yeah. So I feel like whoever wins this tie goes on to win the trophy. Yes, it sounds like I'm going with the big dog and looking down the underdog, but yeah, so be it. Um, my kudos of the week, I totally agree, Kelechi Inkanacho. Sure. I feel like he's the individual who has come in from the shadow zone, and he's proving to everybody that, look, for now, I'm the real deal. For now, like I said, his very short selection, the types of goals he's scoring are not flukes. And I, for me, I've always looked at that, right? That's important. It's like going back to the old guy who was- We have, a, uh, we have less coach. than a minute. <laughs> yeah, and then my donkey of the week, of course. I'm sorry, Jose we'll Felix
2: Mourinho.
0: I mean, like- okay. <laughs> so we could, uh, I think City wins, wins the FA Cup. I think I agree with the kudos. I agree with that. Donkey yeah. of the week goes to Fred. It's not, it's not United quality. If we need to get, <laughs> i defended for so long, I've, I've I've jumped off that train. I jumped off the train, <laughs> of that team, so yeah. I'm not defending, okay. not United quality. Thank you guys for coming. Peter, it was great having you. Hola. Thank you always. very much for having me. Uh, Thanks. We Thanks hope when it ends in your conference league.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back.
0: All our addresses are <laughs> at the end of the pod, guys. Like, share, subscribe, you know, and just tell a friend, tell an enemy. Bye.